Hey, look, do you want to hear a joke? Yeah, sure. Okay, Google, tell me a joke. Selvsagt. Hört om frosken som inte förstod ett kväck. <laughs> On this episode of Another Digital Citizen, we'll be talking about news of the week, TV of the week, our top five best and worst movies of 2018, 1983 episode six review, movies of the week, and another digital review of Aquaman. This is Another Digital Citizen. This is a podcast meant to encourage logic through stupidity and chaos. A podcast meant to incite discussion between friends, enemies, countries, and religions. This is a podcast for us. For the digital world. Welcome citizen. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Welcome to another digital citizen. Hey! Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another Christmas uh, digital citizen. Hello, Luke. Merry Christmas. Hi, Fro. Hi, everybody. Or I should say happy Boxing Day. I thought that when I, when I was a kid, I thought that had to do with boxing. Uh, well, yeah, I'm, I always did as well, but I, I don't think that's... Well, it's not a thing here in America. Is it a thing there in Norway? No, it's it's a British thing. Right. Well, it's a Canadian thing, too, actually. They have Boxing Day in oh, Canada. Oh, really? So, yeah. Okay. I didn't know that. I think there's probably other places. I wouldn't be surprised if Australia does it as well. You know, Commonwealth and all. Right. Uh, did you get anything cool for Christmas? Uh, yeah. I got some new, like, uh, not AirPods. You know, those kind of earbuds. I got some of those. Um, but they're not the uh, not the Apple version. Um, but they, oh. they, they're pretty good. And uh, new s- small smart TV. Those kind of the two big things. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. I, I got the Google Home, uh, as you heard in the intro, <laughs> for Christmas. Right. Uh, and, and its home and is Norway, the... of course, as you can tell. Yes. And uh, I got the Chromecast. So I can now talk to the Google Home, and that starts the Chromecast. Oh, okay. Right on. They talk to each other. I love that. It is so fucking smart. I love it. Uh, yeah. I mean, I never wanted an Alexa or a Google Home, really. And this TV well, I got, uh, I think it has Alexa integrated into the uh, uh, the remote on the TV. So right. I have it now, even though I... Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. No, it's, it's so convenient. Um, 
I had I had to do some tweaking, so it's it understands uh, English and Norwegian. Oh, okay. So I can do it in English. I, I I actually find it has more commands in in English. Um, lots of more commands that it recognizes. Right. Okay. Like, yes. Like Google. Hey, hey Google, give me a beat. Oh, okay. It didn't want to work now. Hey, Google, give me a beat. If you want to freestyle, my friend has you covered. <laughs> Did you hear that? Was that it? That was the whole beat? No, no. Hey, Google, give me a beat. Will you beatbox so I am compass some Does it, it doesn't know when it's Norwegian and when it's English. It's great. <laughs> yeah, it's so fucking irritating. <laughs> And, and, and you can't you can't control it for some reason. I mean, uh, something it's, about how you tweaked it, obviously. But it's uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm sure I'm, it'll, I'm maybe it'll learn. I'm beginning to to think that I'm just going to turn off the Norwegian altogether because I'm I'm not really using it for things that I'm I'm doing in Norwegian anyway. Well, Other if it has more commands means, in English, it makes more sense to leave it in English. Yeah. Yeah. So, hey Google, give me a beat. Okay, put your hands together for MC sound file. Yo, <laughs> MC name sound is file. <laughs> hey Google, stop. <sighs> that was a pretty bad beatbox, to be honest. But it, you know, it, it knows what it's doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's it's, but it's it's it it can be quite ir- irritating when it doesn't understand the difference between me speaking Norwegian to it and and English. But other than that, I love it. Uh, yeah, just don't get in an argument in front stuff. of it, otherwise it might send all of the argument to all your friends, like it did that one one article we covered like a year ago. Remember that that lady yes. and her husband yeah, had yeah, an yeah. argument. That was great. Margaret already, uh, we were talking today, like, so, um, be careful what you tell it, Margaret said. And I was like, yeah, I already done some stupid things with it. I, I, I'm not going to say its name because it's going to wake up now, but I already, already said its name and like, what do you think about anal sex and things like that? Just, just to hear what it responds with. Right. Yeah. Just silly shit. Yeah. 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 Just to to try to the most funny ones are like silly ones like hi hi Google count to ten and it counts to ten for me and things like that but uh, yeah anyway let's talk about some news I got a little bit of news before we get into something uh it's not even a story that's worth like covering at all but uh Tom Perez. The head of the DNC, Fro? You know Tom Perez, the head head of the DNC? I... Sure. Yeah, he runs the Democratic National Committee. He wrote an article in USA Today, and it says here, it's no. It, it, this is written by Tom Perez. It's no secret we are anticipating a significant number of candidates to contend for the Democratic Party's presidential nomination. I welcome this accommodating a large field as a first-class challenge, uh, saying what I said a month ago, I think, Fro? 
that there was going to be a huge, and there was going to be probably up to 20 people maybe running in the Democrats. That's what it's looking like. And even the DNC is saying that's what's going to happen. So called that one. I really want that British guy to run. What was uh, his if name you're again? British, you can't run for president, Fro. Sorry to tell you this. I know, I know, but that British. Do you remember the the one that that was covered in in black? Covered uh, in black. And was, yeah, and he was pretending to be uh, the evil lord. He uh, run against Theresa May. We talked about it when we were doing our election. Oh, I don't thing. even remember. I remember the. Uh, Lord something. Hmm. Right, okay. No, I don't yeah. remember. Anyway. Uh, but yeah. Uh, some Julian Assange? Yes, what? We never talk about Julian Assange. Right, uh, I'll come to this. Uh, according to Reuters, UN tells UK allows Assange to leave Ecuador embassy freely. Uh, the UN Rights Council experts are calling on the British authorities on Friday to allow WikiLeaks a founder, Julian Assange, to leave the Ecuadorian embassy in London without fear of arrest or extradition. The UN Working Group uh, on Arbitrary Detention reiterated its findings from a publishing... Oh, that it published in February of 2016 that the Assange had been de facto unlawfully held without charge in the embassy for more than six years. Uh, he initially took asylum to avoid extradition to Sweden, where authorities wanted him in question for his part in a sexual assault investigation. The, that investigation was dropped. Uh, Assange, uh, his website, uh, published thousands of blah de blah. Uh, he denied the Swedish af- uh, allegations, saying the charge was a ploy to ev- eventually take him to the United States. So, yeah. Uh, it was a bad hidden ploy, and that's for uh, fucking sure. Oh, yeah, everybody the knew long... it. You, even the people... <laughs> everybody knew it. Even the the girl that cr- cried wolf knew she, about it. She even said, yeah, he didn't do anything, yeah. but there's the, yeah. uh, the government continued the charges, even though she said there wasn't any charges to be had, but... Yeah. Uh, Britain said Assange would be arrested for skipping bail if he leaves the embassy, but that sentence would not exceed six months if convicted. Uh, with no immediate comment, the experts' call would be June uh, for him to get out, I guess. So that's what it's talking about. It, this is from the uh, group itself. It says, Mr. Assange, who has already paid a high price for peace, peaceful extradition, his uh, or peaceful exercising his rights of freedom of opinion, expression, and information... Uh, and to promote the rights of truth and public interest, uh, recovers his freedom. So they're just right. saying, basically, he's been in there for six years. Uh, he's already done jail time. If you're going to send him to jail for something he did back then, he's already done the jail time. He's been in jail for six years, basically, so... I mean, it's it's. Uh, I mean, they have kind of a point. Uh, other than that, he did this willingly. Like he's he's there willingly. I never heard of a prisoner that's willingly in prison. Oh, I see what you're saying. Right. Um. Uh. Yeah. But 
he, it's not like if he if, if he w- could get out, he would get out, is the other thing. Like, maybe initially he went in there, uh, but at some point uh, he's been wanting to get out, and especially after everything in Sweden uh, was stopped, at that point, um, right. I think that uh, from that point on, I think definitely I would consider it involuntary. Before that, maybe you're, you're probably right, Fro. So, I don't know. What do you think about that? I mean, how involuntary is it? It's like he he can go outside. I mean, the consequences of going outside is quite bad, but he can, like physically, in the jail, he can't go out of jail. Right, like, exactly. Yeah, okay. Well... Depends in here in America. <laughs> they have like <clears throat> work crews for that go out and work on the highways and things. But you know, so, yeah, yeah, in a way, I but not really. You're not really out of jail, it, like like no. you're saying. Yeah, right. um, yeah, I understand what you're saying, but they're just saying, uh, as far as the UN says, right. they're just saying that it's de facto. He's been de facto unlawfully held. That's what their exact words were. Yeah, I don't really buy that argument, to, to be honest. But that's me. I, I think, I just well, the fact that, like they said uh, here, a minor offense in the UK of bail violation would... That's like a six-month at most, if not just a right. fine uh, charge. And he's been in, in there six years... They're just, they're not really saying... uh, But that's not the reason why he's there in the first place, though. No, but they're saying that's the reason he's been kept in there, is because he is, like... Uh. They've said that if they take him out, they'll probably... uh, Well, in the past, that they'd extradite him to the U.S. They've said recently when they tried to do the deal that they said, oh, we guarantee you we won't do that, but he didn't take that deal. So um, what the U.N. is just saying is that if you're going to charge him with this uh, skipping bail charge, you got to consider mm. the fact that he's basically been in de facto jail for six years. Uh, is it worth giving him this fine or six months in jail uh, when he's already suffered this? Uh, you know, it's just, it's the UN rights experts, so they're right. they're coming with this from that perspective, not from a more. Uh, Logical perspective is what you're coming from, Fro. They're thinking of it as a human rights violation. I mean, what I'm thinking is like, uh, I, I, I was thinking a little like the boy that we talked about last week that uh, they freed after he, he went down the greasy chimney. Sure. You understand? Okay. Uh, it's like, okay, he has uh, suffered enough being stuck. Uh, two days in in a greasy chimney uh, over fried food. Right. Okay. I understand. I understand the reason why why someone be would be lenient towards him. I'm just saying that I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Um, letting him him free will, uh, in a moral sense. Uh, make sense do you understand what i mean like morally he still has done his crime 
and I do think it was good of them to let him off. And I'm not saying that he shouldn't be let off. And that's what, cri- what, what crime I'm are saying. you talking about, though? Skipping bail? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I I get that. Um, and what the ri- human rights uh, people at the UN are saying is that uh, maybe that's not that big of a deal in the larger scheme of things. No, it's not that, a big deal uh, in the all. larger scheme of things. You know, and I I I, 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 I can understand that. Uh, you got to think of it in from a human rights experts viewpoint like and you're looking at it more in a legal stance and i I can understand that as well where it's like yeah Yeah. but he did skip bail uh so that's a crime Uh, but they're looking at a human rights perspective where is it really equivalent is it is that six is putting him in jail for another six months really worth the crime of uh skipping bail which is a very small like not it's not a crime that hurt anybody it's not a violent crime right. it's not drug dealing it's nothing like that so but but the problem with it was not really the skipping jail part it was the extradition in the background the 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 the, the if you turn yourself in we will send you to, send you to the u.s uh, you right. Know. right yeah that that that's the fucking problem. And but that was because with we have... Sweden and with the UK, yeah, like both. And then it's also kind oh, yeah. of becoming a thing with Ecuador. So it's you know, I mean, I, the thing is, even if the, let's say the British go, all right, UN, you win, we'll let him out and let him. That doesn't mean the US isn't still going to come after him in some form. You right. know what I mean? So right, right. Now they don't. They don't have to follow anything in the UN, do they? Are you obliged yeah. by following something the UN say? To a degree, we are. Yes, I mean, if we don't uh, want to degree, make everybody yeah. mad at us, and you know what I mean. But it's not like everybody uh, isn't already mad at us. I, I was just going to say that. I'm not. I'm not sure sending Julian Assange home right now would uh, would uh, keeping out him out of jail to say it that that way. With the president you have right now, uh, I, I think I'm if he sure. found a country that was willing to harbor him and he was able to go from the UK directly to that country without, you know what I mean, being stopped by any other kind of authorities or stopped in another he did country. That, what? He did that. He did that when he was trying to get uh, asylum in Norway. Right, exactly. Yeah, talking? but I'm just saying he would have to go through that same process all over again. Right, right, yeah, right, yeah. right. Anyway. Um, you know the Russians, they despise your election. Yeah, I remember those dirty, dirty Russians, right. The dirty Russians in the 2016 election was so awful. That's the reason why, why um, we didn't like Star Wars. Right, I mean, and, and Trumpy boys in there as well, the same, same people. <laughs> yes. Uh... U.S. reports find no direct foreign interference in the 2018 election. Wow. What what does it mean? Does it find indirectly <laughs> interference? Uh, that's the title. They put di- no direct foreign interference in the title because if they didn't, yeah. do that you'll you'll see once we get into the article why they wrote that in the mm. title. <laughs> yes, I know, I know. Uh, Director of National Intelligence uh, Daniel Coast said Friday that uh, the agency had found no evidence of any direct interference in the 
election code said uh, he submitted a report uh, to President Donald Trump that said the intelligence community uh, has not covered any uh, compromise of election in infrastructure that would be disrupted, belting or changing results. Code says that in intelligence uh, community did find the con connotation of previously disclosed influence activities and messaging campaigns by countries such as what? Russia, China, and Iran in head of the election. Woohoo! He said in a statement issued Friday that the intelligence committee did not access uh, whether those activities affected the outcome of the 2000 election. So that means you were indirectly messaging campaigns. Do you remember all those Russian emails and SMS? Right, mes the messaging the campaign. I don't know what messaging yes. can that could just mean like Facebook messaging. Like, who knows what that <laughs> means? But this is really all about the uh, the midterm elections, the 2018, which right. we just went through. So they're just saying uh, there was a report released by the director of national intelligence that there was no evidence of any kind of interference, direct interference, like they said. But mm -hmm. they're they're continuing with this influencing activities. But the cool, well, the interesting thing in this article, which is the Associated Press, uh, he says influencing messaging campaigns, like you said, by Russia, China, and Iran. So not mm -hmm. just Russia here, it's all those countries, uh, which, yeah, I'm not really surprised. Me neither. <laughs> of course, Russia, China, and Iran is interested in the midterms. I like, I mean, a Norwegian that I know, me, is interested in the midterms. Why wouldn't uh, a big country like Iran, China, and Russia be interested. It says here, Trump has faced criticism for not doing it enough to respond to the Russian election interference in 2016, mm. but, but his administration has imposed several rounds of sanctions on Russia, Russian entities, mm. and individuals for their roles in the election meddling. While this report did not find any interference, it could increase pressure on Trump to prevent foreign influence campaigns ahead of 2020 election. That, does that sentence make any sense? Even though this report didn't find any no. interference, it could pressure Trump to prevent fo uh, foreign influence in further camp... What? <laughs> Those things are opposite yeah, of no. each other, AP. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's a bad writing. Yeah. Uh, also, also that, that they, they, they still, like, we are sure Trump has had something to do with it, even though... He has imposed several rounds of san sanctions. It's like, you're really, really, really trying to dig for a, cl a clue there. Right, yeah. Like, he has done, he has done uh, very, very, very bad things with, <laughs> with Russia. But we are really sure that he has, con <laughs> he has worked with, with, with them. It's like, uh... Well, is 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 that really it? true then? <laughs> oh, the worst, the worst. It's it's like it's the worst 
uh, friendship there could ever be. It's like you and me agreeing to be friends and sending bombs to each other. Like, what's <laughs> right. the fucking point of of deciding to be friends if we're go- going to try to brutally attack each other with sanctions and and uh, and making uh, things difficult between us. Right, putting oh, military need... on your border and everything, right. <laughs> yeah, we need to make it so nobody understands that we're working together, at least of each other. <laughs> we need to make ourselves believe that we didn't work together. Don't say that for you. You're going to add to the conspiracy, and now it's going to be like, oh, like he shot him in the foot to make it look like they were weren't <laughs> friends. Right. <laughs> <sighs> okay, so let's I talk killed about the man because I really like him. <laughs> let's talk about the '90s, bro. A boy band, oh, uh, yes. a new boy band was formed. Wait, it's not the '90s. It's 2018, almost 2019, bro. Why is there a boor- boy band being formed in 2018? <laughs> because they are called the Brunian Boys. And it is maybe the best uh, boy band group in the world with the worst message. Uh, it, it doesn't make any sense, like to me. But yeah, yes, because of what, Luke? <laughs> Since here on uh, Wednesday morning, the we- the world was treated to the sound of the Reunion Boys, a brand new mm. five piece boy band uh, based out of Amsterdam. They released their first single, Britain. Britain come back in a form of very colorful and somehow emotional music video. Uh, Britain come back is about exactly what you may think it is. Brexit. That is not what I thought it was. So, okay. Nope. Uh, the lyrics allude to the United Kingdom's decision to leave the EU back in 2016. Much like Brexit, reunion is also a play on words uh, mm-hmm. between Britain and reunion. Wow, that's clever. That is mm-hmm. so so clever. clever, so clever. We're not at all ironic here. <laughs> this is the most interesting part right here to me. The band was formed by a storyteller, Julia Veldman. Yes. Her mission oh. statement is to ultimately put an end to Brexit. She believes she can do so through the power of music. <laughs> a boy band, what, 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 yeah. Uh, uh, what is the next sentence? Is is maybe one of my favorite sentences of all time, or at least of 2018? Yeah, yeah. It says, "Well, this is from uh, Julia Veldman. Yeah. A boy band is a nuclear weapon among propaganda." <laughs> she says, "If this doesn't work, nothing will." <laughs> yeah, you really got. You're gonna get the hip kids with the. Five five man boy band that's so relevant to 2018. It is it is so fucking like it, it reminds me a little of of, of watching of, of watching uh, the after things on that uh, fucking show that I I watched. Like it, it is so pretentious. It is so fucking pretentious. It looks right out of the nineties. Like you, they, there's <laughs> like a Twitter what? post from them. A reunion boy or reunion underscore boys is their Twitter, mm-hmm. and you can see these guys. It looks straight out of the nineties. The one guy's got like the glasses on, like uh, and the jacket from 
New Kids on the Block, and he's got the hair from New Kids on the... Like, yeah, it looks like New Kids on the Block. And I just think the weirdest part is that they were created by this woman specifically to fight Brexit? Like, a band was Uh created... Like, this is the... She even says it's propaganda. (laughs) Right in the thing, she says it's propaganda. (laughs) And of course, ladies and gentlemen, we would have played this for you before. But, uh, because we don't want uh, uh, everybody to remove us from their podcasting uh, platform. We can't play this for you, but it, no. just trust us. This is really, really awful. Yeah, one guy kind of looks like Rufio from Hook as well. <laughs> but what did you think about the song, though? I only listened to the very beginning of it, and it sounded like a 90s boy band song to me. I mean, not any anything special. I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> no, it, it, it's definitely nothing special. It's playing with the tropes of a boy band, and I thought it was trying to be ironic, but then I read this, and I was like, she really means this. <laughs> yeah, so weird. I, I don't know. I mean, it. The, I, I mean, the, it's crazy. And I, whatever. If you want to do this, that's fine. But even to just point out right in the thing, the it's a nuclear weapon among propaganda. She's like, I'm making propaganda, just to let everybody know. <laughs> I, I, I. That's kind yeah. of the worst way to make propaganda is to hand out flyers that say at the top, "This is propaganda." <laughs> Yeah, no, it's so freaking weird. But what do you think about this Syria exit? I think it's good that uh, Trump has uh, gotten uh, people out of Syria. Uh, But the Syria exit has Pentagon scrambling, and they emit withdrawal outrage. What is this all about? Wait, we covered it. At the very end of the show last week, so only Jeremy heard that we said anything about uh, Syria. Yes. Because it literally happened as we were doing the show. Trump tweeted out that he was going to take troops out of Syria. So people were really mad about this because he didn't notify anybody. He just tweeted out, we're taking troops out of Syria. <laughs> he didn't tell his generals. He didn't do any. So pe- that's why people were mad, bro. That's what their reasoning was. Really, the reason they're mad is because they're all profiting off of war. But, you know, uh, it was really silly to see the Democrats and the Republicans both get upset at Trump for bringing troops home, like, on the week of Christmas. (laughs) Like, you're not making yourself look great, to be honest, people, when you're getting mad at a guy for bringing troops home on the week of Christmas. Uh Politically, I think it was a pretty smart move on Trump's part, to be honest, but I'm also super happy that we're just getting out of Syria because I don't think we needed to be there. What the fuck? Why are we there in the first place? Yeah, no, it doesn't make any fucking sense. Uh, It is so... It's so weird for me. It's like... um, We we have a party in Norway called uh, FRP. We we talked talked about them and they get angry when people steal their uh, ideas and implement them in their own uh, party lines 
And I was thinking the other day, like, how fucking proud would I be if I said something and people were like, oh, that's a really bad idea. Then two years later, everybody meant the same thing as me. It feels a little like this. Like, the Democrats have said, like, we want out of Syria, we want out of Syria, we want out of Syria. Then Trump finally does it. And people get like, oh my god, we're getting out of Syria? I don't understand. It's because they're they're playing a political line, Fro, where they want to tell people they're against war, but really they are for war, they just tell everybody they're not, because their benefactors, their donors are people, some of them are people who make weapons. A lot of them, whether it be on the Republican or the Democratic side. Uh, and even the news, if you watch MSNBC, CNN, or Fox, they all agreed that we shouldn't get out of it. Somehow MSNBC, CNN, and Fox agreed on something. Let's just put that first. Uh, and the thing they agreed on is that we needed to keep American troops in Syria. That's very weird. But all those places are also, uh, you'll see commercials for Boeing, who make military planes, bro. You know what I mean? So there's, yeah, that's the connection there. And... I just thought it was hilarious to see all these Democrats be against war. It's just really, it's, it's so, so transparent rich. to see how fake they are when something like this happens. And then it, it does even more good, because the U.S. plans for more than 5,000 troops to be withdrawn from Afghanistan as well. That's right. How good is that? It's so it's it's it, it it's amazing. I think we've been there for like eighteen years almost. We're like seventeen uh, plus years there. Time to come home. Right. Um. It says uh, Trump is planning to withdraw five thousand of the fourteen thousand troops. So there's more than half, like more than half, still left there. So it's not right. You know, it should be more, in my opinion, but. You can only do so much, I guess. I mean, that's one of the other arguments from the other side is if we pull out of Syria, ISIS is going to come back and defeat us. Okay? Uh, And I I heard somebody say this. I thought it was a really good point. Is you can't defeat an idea. ISIS is an idea of hating America. And us being there is what created ISIS in the first place. In the first place, yeah. <laughs> right. So what you're saying is, if we don't, if we, if we get out of there, it's going to create more ISIS, even though us being there in the first place is what created ISIS in the first place. This is, it's like this circular I, I, logic. I mean, this uh, topped with Jim Mattis uh, abruptly quitting on Thursday over the policy differences with the president. It's like, what the fuck is going on? Like, he doesn't want people out of there. He's so against it that he quits. Yeah, multiple people, I think, quit over the whole Syria thing, yeah. It's so weird. I mean, there's a lot of speculation about natural gas and Russia and the pipelines that go through Syria and how Russia is making a ton of money from the UK because they have pipelines through there and we do not, and that that there's a lot of maybe speculation that that... Oil may have a lot more to do with this than we think. Um, and I mean, the right... whole fucking oh, Iraq war was a, a, 
uh, around the oil. And everybody that doesn't understand that and say, no, it was uh, uh, Saddam Hussein. No, it wasn't. It was all about oil. That's right. the most oil war you have had in, in modern history. It's one of the reasons we're still in Afghanistan. Uh, and, yeah. and there's also, you know, the poppies and the heroin. That You, you know, those right. two things are some of the reasons we're there as well. <laughs> don't, don't say it out loud. People could finally look into it and see the truth about it. And that's the funny part is, like, I think a lot of people know this and they just ignore it. They just pretend that it doesn't exist, right? So, yeah. So frustrating. It's just so frustrating when you see it as clearly as we do. And, like, people still, like, think, like, people, like, are you sure Saddam Hussein didn't have mass uh, weapons of mass destruction? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. We're 100% sure, yes. Uh, and he didn't, uh, he wasn't even involved in 9-11 in the first place, so, yeah. No, 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 look, look, don't be a liberal there. Don't be a liberal twat right, that this says is... that he has no involvement with, with 9-11, because we all know that Saddam Hussein had so much to do with 9-11. This is the I'm weird part. I'm not sure he even knew about it. Is that we're gonna, we're going to be called Trump supporters for being against war, bro? I know. <laughs> That's the weirdest part to me, and we're going to be called it by Democrats. Oh, here's a funny story. I was at a Christmas party. My niece is like two. She got a fake cell phone, right? A little fake cell phone that she can play with it, you know, so she doesn't steal her parents' phone and call people up or whatever. So she's playing on the phone. And I'm like, who are you talking to? Are you talking to Santa? Are you talking to, you know, just random, just, and I go, are you talking to the president? And somebody overheard me say that, and they're like, she better not be. And I was like, <laughs> she's two. She is two years old. Oh, you mean, you mean people, uh, people that their kid to talk to the president and the president kill Santa for them? I was just joking around about like, you know, oh, who are you talking to on your fake little cell phone? And like, just, I, do, I didn't even think about who the president was right now. It's just something you would just say to a little kid. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. And like right now, yeah. it's not something you say to a little kid. Oh, <laughs> uh, so, um... You believe in God, don't you, Luke? Uh, no, I don't. Oh, I don't believe in God either. Hmm, okay. Do you think the Alabama, do you think the Alabama Police Department believes in God? I have a feeling they do. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh. Tell me about them. It says here a rural Alabama Police Department that used social media to school. Uh, community members for rejecting God it came under fire in a from a group that opposes mixing government and religious faith okay a statement by the uh, is it op police department or OPP op. I'm not really sure are op. you down with I OPP yeah. yeah you know me uh, posted Tuesday on Facebook blamed I'm not a digital citizen. Bad references to old <laughs> 90s rap, rap right? Yeah, maybe yeah. even 80s. Yeah. Uh, uh, they posted oh. Tuesday on Facebook. They blamed a spike in area homicides on the idea that young people have turned away from God and embraced Satan. Uh, 
Yeah, the post followed two gunshot killings uh, in many days in Covington County uh, on the Alabama-Florida line. That's what I should probably r- remind people that aren't from this country is that Florida is right below Alabama. <laughs> yep. I, I tend to forget that. Right, because you hear yeah. so much about Florida and how crazy it is, and, like, a lot of it's coming from <laughs> coming f- down from Alabama the crazy. Can I please read what I said? Uh, yep. in yeah, all go caps, ahead. By the way. Oh, the, the all caps, yeah, the message itself. Yeah, go ahead. Yes. These murders, and I have to sh- shout, of course, because it's in all caps. These murders have been done by our young people. This is happening because they turned away from God and embraced Satan. We must, uh, we have not meant to do so, but we have, it's time to ask God's help to stop this. In all caps. Right, and so uh, an attorney for freedom from religion uh, group, Sam Grover, says... The department is very dis- directly endorsing one religious ideology to yep. the exclusion of minority religions and atheism and decries and decried Satanism. Uh, neither message is permissible, uh, Grover said in a statement. Uh, it says here, other Alabama police agencies have invoked God in an effort to stem crime. Yeah, Alabama, that's a place in America, by the way. So, yeah. <laughs> it is? Yes, it is. Believe it or wow. not. Are you sure? Yes. If I ask you, can I be frank? What do you think then? I'm going to tell you an awful story, right? Uh, maybe. Be frank with yeah, you? or you're going to tell me something uh, mean or something like that. You're going to say yeah. uh, you're losing all your hair or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Well... Kevin Spacey, um, you remember Kevin Spacey, got fired from a little show on Netflix called uh, House of Cards Uh because he touched people in Popperated. He played Frank Underwood uh, on that show, right? Sure. I never saw it. Uh, Yes, he did. Okay. Um... He has uh, come out with a little video. Do you want to see it? Uh, yeah. Am I going to get this reference? But well, I guess we'll see. Uh, not really. He he. You'll like, explain. You, you can explain it to me afterwards. Yeah. Uh, are we going to play uh, this? Oh, yes. We're going to play the whole thing. Yes. Okay. Okay. Are you ready? Yep. In three, two, one, play. Let me be frank with us on our screen, and we see Kevin Spacey washing his hands. I know what you want. Oh, sure, they may have tried to separate us, but what we have is too strong, it's too powerful. I mean, after all, we shared everything, you and I. Okay, it's it's already creepy. Yep. I showed you exactly what people are capable of. I shocked you with my honesty, but mostly I challenged you and made you think. And you trusted me, even though you knew you shouldn't. You drink some coffee? So we're not done, no matter what anyone says. 
And besides... He looks like he's in a show kitchen for, like, uh, Food Network for some reason. You want me back. Yeah, yeah. Of course, some believed everything and had just been waiting with bated breath to hear me confess it all. They're just dying to have me declare that everything said is true and that I got what I deserved. Wouldn't that be easy if it was all so simple? Only you and I both know it's never that simple, not in politics and not in life. Okay. But you wouldn't believe the worst without evidence, would you? You wouldn't rush to judgments without facts. Didn't you, you admit to every? He admitted to everything, right, Fro? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. No, not you. You're smarter than that. Anyway, all this presumption made for such an unsatisfying ending, and to think it could have been such a memorable send-off. I mean, if you and I have learned nothing else these past years, it's that in life and art, nothing should be off the table. We weren't afraid, not of what we said, not of what we did, and we're still not afraid. Because I can promise you this. If I didn't pay the price for the things we both know I did do, I'm certainly not going to pay the price for the things I didn't do. What, like wearing that Santa apron? Of course apron? they're going to say I'm being disrespectful, <laughs> not playing by the rules. Like I ever played by anyone's rules before. I never did. And you loved it. We loved it. Well, that is Anyhow, sounds very rapey. What he despite just said all there. the pop, yep. the animosity, it. the headlines, mm -hmm. the impeachment without a trial, despite everything, despite even my own death, I feel surprisingly good. <laughs> and my confidence grows each day that soon enough you will know the full truth. Now that I think of it, am I hearing something in the background of the video? You saw me die, did you? There's like a TV playing in the background. Conclusions can be so deceiving. Miss me? Who done it? All right. So that was Kevin Spacey being Frank Underwood, the president of America uh, in House of Cards. Um, it is extremely weird and has uh, caught up some controversy on the internet, to be honest with you. It, <laughs> it has been somewhat controversial, <laughs> this little clip. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. It reminds me uh, of the clips from the uh, what's his name, Dennis Quaid, or not Dennis Quaid, uh, the other Quaid that we did the whole thing where he uh, talking in when he was in Canada, in the hotel room and everything. That's kind of what it reminds me of. Is like this very weird, um, almost avant garde feel. But is this like a direct, uh, clip like um, scene from House of Cards? Uh, well, the thing is, like, he always talked to the audience in House of Cards, right? Sure. He always had, uh, like, conversations to the camera in okay. House of Cards. That was one of the uh, plot lines that they discovered that they wouldn't use for the last season for some fucking reason. Okay. Uh, but, uh, uh, so when they killed him... Off, they they just show show the uh, uh, um, not the statue. What do you call it? Gravestone, a gravestone, and they just continued without him. Right. So this is his first. This is his first 
uh, anything since uh, it came out uh, that right. he was accused of this. And I think that's one of the reasons why it has become such a talked about stuff is is because of that. Oh, I, I mean, sure. I just don't get it. That's I just don't understand why he put it out in the first place. So I, I guess maybe nobody does, and that's why it's news. So nobody I just knows. figured since you had seen House of Cards, you'd have a better explanation for me than no. I. But okay, all right. Not really. Other than that, I think that is trying to get into it somehow. I don't understand what what his point of doing it is because they they would never take him back and make something with him. So I don't really understand why he made this without just being a big asshole. Well, it was clearly, I mean, just by the dialogue, it was a reference to his allegations, but not saying. Right. It's like the OJ book, uh, what was it called? If I Did It? If I Did It, yeah. Right. If I Did It, yeah. That's what it kind of sounds it. like. It's like he's yeah. it's a monologue saying, like, uh, I, uh, it's not as... What was the thing he said? It's not always cut and dry or something like that. It's more right. complicated than it seems. It's like, no, yeah. you, you raped a kid. So, yeah, it's not really complicated. Yeah, yeah no. It's it's weird. Hey, look. Uh, when is your wish? Uh, well, I knew about it two weeks ago, but I didn't tell Fro that Australia already had their uh, winner. Um, but, yeah, it started this week, I guess. <laughs> what? Your vision started this week? Isn't that a little earlier? I don't know. Uh, like I said, oh. I think it was last week, or not not this last week, but the week before that I saw, I think yeah. Australia already has theirs out they, as well. So Yeah, no, they decided who it is. They haven't released the song, trust me. Oh, this they decided, the they, song. okay. Yeah. Right, they just decided who the artist is. I get it. Yes. So we have uh, heard the song uh, from Festival in Congis. That is uh, actually the real name of it. It was the Albanian uh, uh, selection. It's always the first uh, uh, to go in uh, Eurovision year. Um, after Eurovision year, they, they have their uh, contest uh, just before Christmas. And we have uh, heard the winner. What did you think about this song? Well, it was pretty standard Eurovision song. I mean, the production was all right, I guess, as far as costume and everything, except her dress was really ridiculous and silly yeah. looking. It looked like something out of uh, Beetlejuice, like the, uh, the kind of style of dress <laughs> from Beetlejuice the mom would wear. Um, Totally, I like Beetlejuice. Her name is Yuninga, Yuninda Malagui. And please don't ask me what the song is. It's called Ketehe Tokes. Yeah, I mean, overall, yeah. very standard Eurovision. Not that great, not anything impressive to me, so I gave it a four. What I like is... Uh, I, I would... There's one thing I hate about it and one thing I really love about it. One thing I really love about it is that you can hear that this is Albanian. Not only that she sings Albanian, but the instruments and the production and 
everything like that. You can hear that right away that this is Eastern European in in the way that it's made. Uh, and she can sing. I like that as well. But this is boring as fuck. This is so Eurovision. This is this is one of the parts where I I was thinking, do I really want to send this to look? Because because it's so Eurovision that it's like a song that I have heard six thousand six hundred and sixty six other times on Eurovision, and that's why I give it. Uh, Six out of ten. Uh, five out of ten, sorry. Uh, oh, five. Out of 10, that sounds yeah. more like it. Yeah. I don't I, think it's above yeah. average. Right? And I thought it was no. slightly below average as far as production quality in uh, yeah. compared to other things I've seen. So, yeah. Right. Hey, we have a Facebook group. It's another digital citizen on Facebook where I have posted about what we're going to talk about today a little later. And I also posted some Christmas uh, pictures and things like that. So check that out on another digital citizen. You can see some Norwegian food and a Norwegian Santa. Is that what that is? <laughs> I, I didn't know what that uh, Norwegian Santa uh, is. Uh, tiny and rides a reindeer, not uh, not a sleigh. He was walking on his knees. Right. Uh, well, and I, I mean, I, like, in real life, the Santa is, yeah. is what, five foot? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A really, really small Santa. Uh, you can always email uh, the podcast if your name is Jeremy, and uh, you can do that on another digital citizen at gmail.com. I'm joking. If your name isn't Jeremy... You can also email us at anotherdigitalcitizen at gmail.com. Especially if your name isn't Jeremy. You can email us at anotherdigitalcitizen at gmail.com. Do you think I have see- said anotherdigitalcitizen at gmail.com enough times now? I think they I think they hopefully got it, but it's anotherdigitalcitizen at gmail.com, by the way. So. Oh, it's anotherdigitalcitizen at gmail.com. You can email us. That's right. There. That is correct. Correct, sir. Uh, Hey, are you ready to go into the time machine? Okay, time machine time? I don't know what that means, but sure. Woo! Go back in time to 1983. Right, which is probably safe because uh, chances are, as long as it was before August, I haven't been born yet, so uh, I'm not going to run into myself. Right. Yeah, I was born in 79, so I could meet myself as a four-year-old, I guess. Oh, okay. So, uh, episode six, what was it all about? Uh, Probing deeper, Anatol makes an alarming discovery about Kajetan's family. Uh, Rolbiki learns... uh, leans on the mole while Sweetsabor primes uh, his plan for execution. Uh, right. Uh, I don't understand any of that, but can, what do you think of this episode, Fro? Uh, I think this was an Anatole-driven episode. Uh, I didn't especially like it, to be honest, because it was kind of confusing and uh, 
and I saw it today just before the podcast. I saw I was maybe a little stressed in my mind, but this was a somewhat confusing episode. Right. Okay. I was at the very end. I had no idea what what the cliffhanger meant. Did you? No, I had no fucking clue at all. Okay. Uh, yeah. The picture of the kid, right? Yeah. No, well, not not the picture. Yeah, no, it's I, the, I like... the cliffhanger. At least uh, it was the little girl looking at the guy who had returned from the prison, right. and the little girl looks at him, and he looks at the little girl, and she's supposed to recognize him, but everybody else doesn't. Where is she supposed to recognize him from? Maybe I just don't remember that. This is another problem. Is like this is a show you're supposed to binge watch, and we're not. So yeah. maybe we're missing something yeah. here. Uh, maybe it's the kid. The kid what? Of the jailed man. Sure, okay. Uh, right. Maybe she recognized her father. Maybe it's that fucking easy. It's that simple? It's and... not like she saw him somewhere else and he was supposed to be in jail? Because that's what I kind of got, is that... Maybe yeah, he's no, telling everybody he was in jail, but he was actually somewhere, and this little girl saw him, and she could totally rat this guy out, but she's a little, like, what, four or something, so... Right. I, I'm I'm actually pretty happy that uh, uh, we just have two episodes left. Uh, to be honest with you, I, I think I am going to binge the whole show uh, next week right. uh, from the beginning. Uh, just to get everything that you missed into maybe? my okay. yeah yeah. I I don't know if that's something you you're going to do, but I, I mean, up until I, this I, episode, I felt fine, and then this episode, I'm a yeah. little confused. But like the thing is, I'm wondering if in episode seven, that part that the one part that confused me at the end of this episode, if that's just going to get explained, and then then I wouldn't need to. You see what I mean? But. Um, yeah. If I get into episode maybe. seven and I'm like, "What the f is going on?" Then maybe I'm gonna yeah. have to. Yeah. I, I'm 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 opening the options. If I should see a eight before I see it again, or if I'm just going to see one to six and then see seven and eight, I have not decided. Right. Okay. What do you think would be best? <sighs> Maybe if give you... the first part of episode seven a try, and if you feel like you need to go back, go back. And if not, then I don't, maybe watch them and then go back and watch all of them at once. I, I don't know. Either way, you're going to watch that much. I mean, I guess one way you're going to have to watch those episodes twice. So I don't know. Right. That, the other way is probably easier. If you're gonna, if you're gonna end up watching them all anyways, then just start at the beginning, I guess. Right. Hey, let's move on. Oh, we didn't do out of 10 usually... for this episode. Oh, out of 10? Well, this was kind of confusing, so I will say a 7 and a 7. Oh, I was going as low as a 6, 6.5. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we usually do uh, TV here, but uh, we're going to talk about movies. Uh, so it would be st stupid if we talked about TV just before we do our main topic uh, of the best and worst uh, movies of the year. So have you seen any movies this week? I did. A new Netflix movie with Sandra Bullock and John Malkovich, bro. Yeah, I am happy that we're seeing the same fucking movie. Okay, it's called Bird Box. Um, it is. 
it's a movie that is a combination of three other movies, or maybe even four other movies. <laughs> when I think yeah. about it. It's a little off uh, uh, one of my very favorite movies that we're, we're going to talk about later. A Quiet Place. Uh, a Quiet Place. Uh, it's It bows a lot of A Quiet Place. A lot. Well, uh, yeah, in a way. Yeah. A lot. <laughs> uh, what else did you think of? Uh, uh, what was that rafting movie with Jodie Foster? Oh, yeah. Oh, where... <laughs> From, like, yeah. the 90s? The, where she, she where the guy tries to kill them on the raft, and yeah. they're going down the... Yes. Right. Uh, and then, uh, what was the other thing that it made me think of? Um, a horror movie... Oh, I can't even think of it right now. It's a horror movie with werewolves that I can't remember, but... Yeah, there was like a combination of different movies put into this one movie, and it was very unoriginal, I guess is the easiest way to put it. So unoriginal. I had high hopes for this, to be honest. And and uh, especially, like, I, I, don't, I don't mind Sandra Bullock. She's, you know, when she does a good movie, she does a good movie. Oh, I remember uh, the other movie. It was the M. Night Shyamalan, uh, uh, the one with the wind is chasing... Yes, uh, yes, The right. Happening. The Happening, there you go. That's the other yes. movie that went into this, the horror movie that Hopefully. I was thinking of, right. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, no, it's, 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 it's so fucking unoriginal, and uh, the ending is uh, terrible. I hated the ending. It that felt was really... like it was... <laughs> this is what I thought when I got to the end, Fro. I was like, was this written by the Illuminati or something? Like, yeah. what is going on here? Why is this the ending of this yeah. film? But overall, Fro, I mean, it wasn't a terrible movie. I was still entertained. No, no. No, no. It wasn't a terrible movie. It it's just, just unoriginal. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't like I, I've seen it... But I, I think one of the, my biggest tripes about this movie is maybe the filming. And I understand that you need to show that uh, the family is like they're, they're working uh, through looking through uh, grainy material. But it destroys your kind of your movie to film through that grainy material all the fucking time. Sure, I guess. I mean, John Malkovich yeah. was good in it. Um, I thought Sandra yeah. Bull- Bullock did a decent job for being Sandra Bullock yeah. and everything. Um, oh, the, I guess the there's like the one part that's like current time, and then there's the past that's explaining why the current time is. You know what I mean in this right. movie? And the past time was uh, totally influenced by the Purge movies, pretty clearly mm-hmm. as well. So there's another movie that oh, went into that's... this that we didn't mention. Hmm. No, definitely. But uh, what would you give this? I gave it a solid six, because I was entertained, I... but it was just not. Oh yeah. Uh, it was not original. It was like a, uh, like we said, culmination of all these other movies. I would give it a five point five. Yeah, we're pretty close. Oh. I I totally yeah. agree with you. Uh, have you seen anything else? Uh, yeah, I saw another movie. Um, I think it came out in June. It's called Silencer. Yeah. Uh, This had some amazing actors uh, that you've heard of, actually. Tito Ortiz and Chuck Liddell, the two best um, Academy Award winning (laughs) actors. 
not I'm, MMA I'm, fighters. I'm going to guess that this this this, this wasn't a really good movie. I'm going to guess. Uh, it was not a great movie, bro. Um, oh, wow, I'm uh, such a good guesser. It was about a guy who was in uh, either Afghanistan or Iraq, something like that. I don't think they really ever uh, specified, but he becomes kind of a hitman, but then he retires, and uh, this guy who's like the crime boss, he um, wants him to get back into uh, back into crime and kind of forces him, and that's the whole movie. And he, his, na- his nickname was The Silencer, as like when he was a hitman, so that's why it's called that. Um, oh, the main boss guy, or the main bad guy, I guess, is, what's his name? Oh, uh, blah, blah, blah. Machete. The guy who played Machete. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh... Right. Oh, Anybody, yeah. just look up Machete, the movie, and that's the guy who plays the Everybody's bad guy. Everybody's screaming to their iPod. Den Denji JJ Toro or something is not this name uh, right Den uh, Denny oh yeah anyway but uh, yeah um, but overall I gave it a two and a half uh, <laughs> two and a half yeah Ooh. it was really 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 Fantastic bad movie yeah uh, was it from this year oh uh, yeah like I said June Danny Trejo there we go. Danny J. Trejo, yeah. Maybe we'll talk about it later, maybe. He was probably the best thing in the whole movie, to be honest, so there okay. you go. Cool. Uh, I watched one last movie, Roma, on Netflix. I'm going to talk about that very much later. So I so, don't really want... Okay, so we can get into our main topic then? Yes, we definitely can. Okay. And uh, I I will begin because I let you begin with your best movies last last week. I will begin with my number five best movie. But before I do that, do you have your list of 2017? Oh yeah. Actually, I just need to go back back to it. But um. Back in time. Another back in time reference. So we're doing best. This is my best film of 2017 list. Uh, mm-hmm. number five was Wheelman. Which is a Netflix movie? Uh, oh, Judah Freelanders. America is the greatest country in the United States. Um, Baby Driver, which is very good. Uh, number two is Get Out, mm-hmm. and the last one was Logan Lucky. Cool. Uh, there's two movies on that list I still haven't seen. Oh, which ones? Uh, the two first ones. Okay, yeah. Uh, I would definitely recommend the Judah Freelander comedy special, which I think is still up on Netflix. I would assume so, yeah. but that's where it was, yeah. Cool. Uh, my number five movie of the year is Adventure Avengers Affinity War. Oh, I don't okay. know if you have... I don't know if you have heard of this. I think it did pretty well in the box office, as far as I remember. Yeah, a little independent movie there. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Iron Man, Thor, the Hulk, and the rest of the Avengers unit uh, unite to battle their most powerful enemy yet, uh, the evil Thanos, on a mission to collect all Infinity Wars. Thanos plans to use uh, the artifacts to inflict his twisted will on reality. The fate of the planet and existence itself has never been more uncertain as everything the adventurers have fought 
for led up to this moment. It came out in April of 25th uh, this year. It got uh, 8.5 out of 10 on IMDb, 68% of Metacritics, and uh, 84% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, I remember that I gave it a 10 out of 10 when I came out of the movie. Right, okay. Uh, I, I've, I've seen it one more time after that uh, to, like, fresh up my memory. It's not a 10 out of 10 movie, to be honest. I, I think I was affected by... Uh, spoilers alert for uh, the end of Adventures, by the way, is coming now. Uh, the... That is really known. The little like knip uh, right. where everybody d- disappears. Uh, I think I was like I didn't see that coming, and I did not read anything about the movie before I went into it. And I'm happy that I didn't do that because that affected me. I actually cried. Really? Uh, when, okay. And yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. When Spider-Man like was disappearing in front of me, I I, I felt like, oh my. Fucking god, they are actually going here. Huh. But uh, now, now I would give it a eight, a, eight and a half. In uh, retrospect, so, right? So maybe yeah. they worked you a little bit, and 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 then you look back at it and went, okay, they they kind of worked me uh, emotionally. Yeah, but it, it's still, it, it's still a fantastic fucking movie. Sure. Okay. Like, I I really like it so. It's the Reservoir Dogs of uh, superhero movies, right. Um, Yeah, yes. (laughs) Right, my number five. Actually, uh, like I did last week, at least that I remembered and could find, I watched 69 films this year, Fro. I'm sure it's Mm -hmm. more than that. But, I mean, when you think about it, we pretty much watch like one a week just for the podcast, which is like 52, 52 films right there. But some weeks we watch two or three, and then some weeks, you know, we won't watch one at all. But, uh, so Mm. 69 seems about right. Uh, So let's see, my number five, Won't You Be My Neighbor, which I actually watched Mm. last week. Um, Yeah. Filmmaker Morgan Neville examines the life and legacy of Fred Rogers, the beloved host of a popular children's TV show, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Uh, this has a 99% on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, 8.5 on IMDb out of 10, 5 out of 5 on Facebook, I guess. Uh, <coughs> it did uh, 22.5 million it made, and like I said, directed by Morgan Neville. <coughs> Sorry. Yeah? Uh, what you, would you give it? Uh, I, I, I scored it last week, so I guess you could listen back to that, but I think I gave it around an eight and a half, uh, nine, somewhere in there, but, um, it was definitely, as far as documentaries go, my favorite documentary I saw this year, so. Cool. Uh, my number four is a French movie, uh, in English, um, came out, uh, February 7th, 2018 in... France, and it is called Revenge. Uh, Jenny is enjoying a romantic getaway with her wealthy boyfriend until two sleazy friends arrive for an unknown hunting trip. Unannounced hu- hunting trip, sorry. 
Uh, as tension mounts in the house, the situation abruptly and viciously intensifies, in, in culminating in a shock act that leaves Jen brutally and left for dead. Unfortunately for her affiliates, she survives and soon begins a restless quest for bloody revenge. This was directed by Coralile Fargot. Never heard of her. Uh, and uh, has nobody that you know of in the, in the leads. Right, okay. Matilda and Ingrid Lotz. Kevin Jen, Jen, Jensen's and Vincent Colombe and Golmito Borchetti. Uh, this got a 6.3 out of 10 on IMDb and 92% on Rotten Tomatoes and 81% on Metacritic. All right. Uh, let's see, my number four. Um, I went with Super Troopers 2, Fro. Uh, this is really? a weird pick, but as far as comedy movies go, this year was very short on any kind of comedy film. <laughs> um, mm. And this was the best comedy film I saw of the year, uh, so I thought it should be in here. Uh, let's see. Fired from their previous shenanigans, former Vermont Highway Patrol officers Thorny, Farva, Rabbit, Foster, Mac get a shot at redemption from Captain O'Hannigan and Governor Jessen. The wacky quintet uh, must provide law enforcement for French Canadian town that is transitioning to U.S. sovereignty. Uh, directed by J. Shandeskar. Uh, sure, I probably totally butchered that. Um, it sure. got six point <laughs> one out of ten on IMDb, thirty-two percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and two out of four mm. on Roger Ebert. Um, and it made. Uh, thirty-one point six million dollars in the U.S. I guess. Cool. My number three is a movie that I saw this week called Roma from two thousand and eighteen. It is from the Academy uh, Award winner Alfonso Cuarón, director of Gravity and Children of Men. It also is written and directed by Alfonso Cuarón. Oh, this movie, Jesus Christ. Um, it is a love letter. Uh, I will uh, to uh, Mexico City in the early 90s. It doesn't really say uh, much about it, but I on IMDb and things like that, it just says like a story that chronicles a year in the life of a middle class family made in uh, Mexico City in the early 1970s. Uh, it is a, a love letter to his uh, maid, more or less. Okay, uh, weird. All right. Uh, it has gotten the Golden Lion and a lot of awards, and I'm going to say it now. Uh, this is going to be Netflix's first Oscar um, look. Uh, this is black and white, uh, and I think it is one of the best black and white movies uh, I've seen in recent years. Netflix uh, has I to get nominated before they can win one, but sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
but uh, I I will be really surprised if this doesn't win a lot. I I just want to say that you should watch it out there because it's such uh, it's such an emotional movie that is so quiet and it, it is uh, a hug to your heart. That's what I would describe it as. Uh, it got uh, 8.3 out of 10 on IMDb, 96% on Rotten Tomatoes, 4 out of 4 on Robert Ebert, and it's definitely uh, one of the best movies I have seen. Uh, I would give it a 9.5. Okay. Um, That was your number 3, right? It is. My number 3, Gringo. A mild-mannered... U.S. businessman Harold Sequoia finds himself at the mercy of backstabbing colleagues, local drug lords, and black ops mercenaries after after traveling to Mexico. Crossing the line from law-abiding citizen to wanted criminal, Harold fights to survive an increasingly dangerous situation that raises the questions of whether he's out of his depth or two steps ahead. Um... 6.1 out of 10 on IMDb, 37% on Rotten Tomatoes, so not great scores, 46% on Metacritic, but this movie, uh, oh, it had Charlize Theron, uh, Amanda Seyfried, uh, Paris Jackson, a few other people. Um, It's really good. It was, it's kind of a throwback movie to like, it's like an action comedy where it's, Mm -hmm. uh, they don't make a lot of... They make these still, but they're not ever good. And this one was actually good. And so it was a real. It felt like um, something different this year that they made a, a very quality action comedy. And it was very, it the action was good and the comedy was funny, which is uh, hard to come by. So yeah, I went uh, number three on this, and I give it a. I give this a nine. My number two is a movie that we have talked about so many times on the podcast. It is A Quiet Place from 2018. It is uh, Joe John Krasinski's uh, debut uh, in a uh, post-apocalyptic world. A family is forced to live in silence while hiding from monsters with ultra-sensitive hearing. More than that, I really don't want to talk about this. Uh, uh, Again, it's a movie that you should see and be surprised by. Right, yeah. That's all I really want to say about it. It has uh, 7.6 out of 10 on IMDb, 95% on Rotten Tomatoes, 82% on... Metacritic, uh, it has uh, John Kransky, Emily Blunt uh, in, in the two main parts, and actually kids that can act. <laughs> right. M- most amazingly, and I would give it a nine and a half. I would agree with you, nine and a half on this one, and it was my number two as well, uh, directed by John oh. Krasinski, as well as starring him, We you should mention. Yeah. Um, I thought... It was very, very original, and now that we just saw this movie this week, it's kind of not as original uh, Mm. in retrospect, maybe, but at the time, and the budget, uh, we should mention the budget was uh, $17 which is very low for, you know, a a big budget. Big budget movies are way more than $17 so they didn't spend a lot, and 
what I really like about A Quiet Place more than anything is it's the simplistic storytelling and acting. Mm -hmm. It doesn't need all this dialogue. It doesn't need Michael Bay explosions every five seconds. It's just a good movie uh, uh, technically. So, yeah. That was my number two. Cool. My number one, and uh, funny enough, also a horror movie, Hereditary. Uh, this was pretty easy. Um, it came out June 22nd, uh, 2018 here in Norway. When a matriarch of the Graham family passes away, her daughter and grandchildren begins to unravel cryptic and increasingly terrifying secrets about their ancestry, trying to outrun the sinister fate they have inherited. Uh, 7.3 out of 10 on IMDb, 89% on uh, Rotten Tomato, and 87 on uh, Metacritic. This is the only movie this year where I was fucking scared <laughs> of. Like, this, right. this really, really, really got me. Uh, it, 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 it's one of the most disturbing movies I have ever seen. And it's uncomfortable. And when I watched it again, uh, because it's a movie I've seen twice, I just decided to myself, I'm not sure that I want to see it. And that's a good thing. It's a good thing that I don't want to see it more than two times. Because every time I watch it, I, it, it gets more and more disturbing and I begin to think more and more about it. Right, okay. And yeah. that's 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 why it's my number one because it's so good that I don't really want to watch it over and over again. That's a weird <laughs> well, it's a weird compliment, but I, I guess yeah, I understand what you mean. Because it's a horror it's a movie. Good, right. It's a horror movie. Right, yeah. exactly. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh it has uh, Ari Aster has directed it. Uh, it has uh, Milio Shaparo, Tony Collette, Alex Wolf, Gabriel Byrne, and it's and uh, it, I would rate it a ten out of ten. However, the terror you haven't still haven't seen that movie, have you? I don't think so. No, no, I oh. don't think I did. What's your number one, Luke? My number one movie, two thousand eighteen: How to Talk to Girls at Parties. Uh, Good one. When worlds uh, collide. Uh, N, a shy teenager in 1970s London, meets a beautiful and rebellious Zan at a party. They set in motion the ultimate showdown between their rivaling worlds and test the limits of how far they will go for true love. Uh, directed by John Cameron Mitchell. Uh, 5.8 out of 10 on IMDb. 47% in Rotten Tomatoes. I don't agree with a lot of these things. I have weird taste in movies, though. Uh, Elle Fanning, uh, Nicole Kidman, and Alex Sharp. Uh, I like this movie. Uh, yeah, I, I, I can't forget. I, I can't, uh, I can't really say that it, it, it's a movie that I really, really remember. <laughs> but uh, I remember watching it, and I remember liking it. So, and it's very, very weird and indie, but in a good way, kind of. Um, yeah, it only made just under four. 400,000 US. So, barely made any money. So, people go out and watch this. Uh, I think it's because it pretty much just got released into the theaters and, like, weeks later got directly put online, I think, on Amazon or something. Right. Um, so, 
that's probably why they didn't make a lot of money, but I'm sure more people have seen it. And if you want to see it, it's on Amazon, so go check it out on Amazon Prime. Cool. We have some honorable mentions, of course. I will begin. Uh, the Cloverfield Paradox. Um, the Chappelle Show stand-up, The Bird Revelation. The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. All right, I had that one. Uh, a futile, futile and Stupid Gesture. That was a good movie. Yeah. Searching. Uh, one that Fro didn't like as much as me, Take Your Pills. Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I liked it. I didn't like it as much as you. That's uh, perfect. <laughs> right, but I still didn't think it was the best documentary topic. of the year. It, it, yeah, but no. it was definitely on my best list. Yeah. You were never really here. Uh, the Ricky Gervais Humanity stand-up. That was another good one. Mandy. The Andre the Giant doc on uh, ESPN. Yeah, I have that as well. Widows. Uh, the Titan was a very good film. Surpri mm -hmm. I was surprised that it was good, actually. Uh, Deadpool 2. Tremor 6. Fro, we both like that. <laughs> yes, that was such a fun movie. Uh, one of the best flow of movies that is number six in the in a row. Like right. how 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 is that in Tremor three? It's almost a little weird. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Peter Rabbit. Oh, I didn't. I don't even remember that. Uh, I had Early Man. I like that. Yeah. I have Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Um, Tao. Tao? Yeah, it was a movie about uh, a, guy, a guy who traps this girl in his house, uh, and his house is a giant virtual reality prison. Oh. Mm hmm. That sounds super interesting. Mm hmm. It's kind of uh, a horror, thriller, sci fi combo movie, so. Cool. Uh, bad Times at uh, El Real. This is one that kind of fought for my number five spot, Prodigy. It was a very good film with a oh, little scary little demon girl. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the house that Jack built. Uh, Action Point with the jackass guys. So, uh, that was a fun one. Yeah. And that was all of mine. No, Upgrade. Sorry. Upgrade. Okay. I had The Debt Collector. I would recommend that one to you for a great action film. Uh, really good fight scenes. Uh, Two Catalonias was a good documentary. Malevolent was a good movie. Ah, oh, Malevident. I yeah. loved Malevident. Uh, I had 22nd of July on here. I had 14 cameras. Yeah. I thought it was a good movie. I actually thought this was better than the 13 cameras. Uh, Seven in Heaven, another movie I think you should... Underrated movie you should check out, probably, Fro. Just for the end of it. Huh? Uh, Ballad of... Uh, uh, I had Bird Box. We kind of already mentioned that, but it put it on my best list. You know what I mean? Hmm. Uh, and then I had a few others, but they're probably not worth mentioning. I had a lot, so I'm not going to mention all of them. Cool. Now, look, what was your worst movies of 2017? All right, I'm going to start off the worst ones. Um, no, but what was your last year? Oh, yeah, I need to do that. Oh, i got to go back in my <laughs> notes real quick. That's what, wh why, why I said 17 and not 18. <laughs> I totally missed it. Yeah, right. Okay, my worst of 2017... Uh, Boo 2, Medea, Halloween. Oh, fucking hell, that was awful. Uh, Remember that we saw that? <laughs> uh, Chips, the movie. Uh, oh, that was awful. 
Baywatch the movie. Wow, there's a yeah. kind of a theme here in 2017, isn't there? Uh, Monster mm-hmm. Trucks was my number two. Oh, and then that. number one for 2017 was the Emoji Movie, which I think we both agreed <laughs> on that one. Yes, we did. Oh, and you're going to begin right. the worst. What's your number five? My number five, which actually it kind of tied with another movie, so I'll mention the other movie, which was 211, which... Uh, I talked about last week, uh, yeah, the Nicolas Cage movie, but I, I went with this one a little worse, but there, what I realized when I was trying to decide between them, I'm like watching the trailers, reading the description, going, okay, which one was really worse? You know that, Fro? Number, f- this list was the hardest yeah. list out of all four lists so far, Fro, for me to do. Um, and I realized they're the exact same movie. So, uh, I just had to kind of decide off my gut instinct, so I went with, instead of 211, I went with Acts of Violence with Bruce Willis. Oh, so bad. Uh, three Midwestern brothers, a crime lord, and an uh, incorruptible police officer are on the deadliest collision course when a young, when the youngest brother's fiance is kidnapped by human traffickers. Right. (laughs) To save her, the McGregor boys call on their military training and the strength of their family to fight, fight the most important battle of their lives. Uh, it does not have Rotten Tomatoes, but it has 5.2 on IMDb, 28% on Metacritic. Uh, like I said, it's got Bruce Willis, Cole Hauser, which you'd know him if you saw him, and Melissa mm-hmm. Bologna, uh, uh, directed by Brett Donahue. Sounds amazing. Yes, both these, <laughs> 211 and Acts of Violence, were both these really weird pro-military um, yeah. police uh, propaganda films that were yeah. just, they were so identical, it was almost hard to decide between them because one's Bruce Willis and the other one's Nicolas Cage, and they're basically playing almost identical roles. Yeah, it's very, you just have to see both of them, but yeah, that was my number five. Funny enough, Bruce Willis will show up uh, and the list again. Okay. Uh, previous. Oh, uh, my number five. I I'll begin with previously. Uh, my number five is the Meg. Uh, I hated the Meg. Uh, I I thought the Meg was a boring movie. Previously, it's thought to be extinct. A massive creature attacked a deep sea. Uh, sub, uh, submarine, uh, leaving it disabled and trapping the crew on the bottom of the Pacific. With time running out, visionary o- oceanographic recruits, uh, rescue diver uh, Jonas Taylor to save the crew and uh, see itself from uh, unimaginable uh, threat. A 70-foot-long prehistoric shark known as then Megalon. This uh, uh, got uh, 5.8 out of 10 on IMDb, a 46% on Rotten Tomatoes, and a 46% on Metacritic. It has uh, Ruby Rose, uh, Lee Bing Bing, uh, and Jason Statham in it. And I would give it a two and a half. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, my number Amazing four. Amazing movie. <laughs> Amazing movie. My number four, which we both saw, I know, uh, Ready Player One. Mm-hmm. From Steven Spielberg comes the science fiction action adventure Ready Player One based on the Ernest Cline's best-selling 
uh, bestseller of the same name, which became a worldwide phenomenon. The film is set in 2045, with the world on the brink of chaos and collapse, but people have found salvation in the Oasis, an expansive virtual reality universe created by the brilliant and eccentric James Halliday. Uh... 7.5 out of 10 on IMDb, 72% on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, like How I said, directed by Steven Spielberg. 72% on Rotten Tomatoes. How is that possible? Uh, well, the budget was $175 million. That's probably how it's possible, Fro. Mm. Uh, starring Olivia mm. Cook, Ty Sheridan, Hannah something. Hannah something. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, this was an awful movie, and it really... Um, was the fact that it took so little um, I don't want to say took too, so little of the book but it took things from the book <laughs> out of order it took things and changed yeah. them that were super important to the actual meaning of the story uh, it took yeah. things that were probably the most interesting parts of the books and just left it out <laughs> uh, so yeah overall this was a, the biggest problem was the, dis- the dis- disappointment factor that went into this movie. Uh, so yeah, that was my number four. I, I, I gave this like a, a three. I guess what, look, my number four is an unknown little movie called Ready Player One. <laughs> I don't know if you heard about that. Yeah, no, this was... The Disappointment of the Year award goes to this movie. Uh, Definitely. I think we both we both were pretty stoked. I, I know that both of us had it on our top... Uh, I had it as my number two as the most anticipated of last year, and I think you had it as your number one. It's very possible. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll be able to tell you that in two weeks. I'll have to go back and find right. my, yeah. But I, I, I definitely think it, it, it was. And I, 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 at least I know it was on our list. Of oh, it was definitely on my list. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So when, when it comes out and they fuck us so fucking bad, I'm, I'm, this is maybe the one I was most angry about. Because I love the source source material as mm-hmm. much as I did, right? Uh, I I I I viscerally got angry because the, I thought they 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 misunderstood the book, <laughs> and and that's quite quite uh, uh, it's not enough to cram references into a movie to make it a good movie. And that is this. This movie is a perfect example of cramping a lot of references that people will get, but don't care about at the end of the movie. It's and then like, there was whoa, the whole what? scene where you actually get the reveal of the girl's face. Yeah, and it was just laugh, just yeah. laughable, completely laughable. Laughable, laughable. Yeah. <laughs> so that's also my number four. I wonder if we will have more together. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Let's see. Uh, my number three, Battle Drone, bro. Uh, a highly skilled team of mercenaries arrive in a dis- uh, disused industrial complex for a new mission. After exploring the empty building, they find out they are being used to test a small army of heavily of small army of heavily armed robots. Uh, mm-hmm. I know Rotten Tomato score, but there is five point six out of ten on IMDb. 
Um, director Mitch Gold, starring Dominic, Dominique Swain, uh, Natasha Malt, and Jason Earls. I'm sure there's other people, but this was a terrible film. This was definitely Shit, one of the worst movies of the year. I, I'm gonna give this a. I'm gonna give it a two. Yep, a two. And that was your number three. That was my number three. Yeah. My number three, and Bruce Willis returns because we're going to talk about Death Wish. Uh, Doctor Paul Kersey is a surgeon who often sees the consequences of city's violence in the emergency rooms. When home intruders brutally attack his wife and young daughter, Kersey becomes obsessed with delivering vengeance. Uh, justice for the press uh, carpers. As an anonymous slabbing grace uh, grabs the media attention, the public begin to wonder if the deadly adventure is Guardian Angel or the Grim Reaper itself. It has Bruce Willis in the main uh, in the main role. Elizabeth Shue, Vincent uh, Der Nafro and Camilla Moron is in uh, other roles. This got a 6.4 out of 10 on IMDb, a 17% on Rotten Tomatoes, and a 31% on Metacritic. This was an unnecessary and awful remake. Okay, yeah, I never. I, that was actually on my list of movies to see this year because I knew it was bad, but I never oh. got around to seeing it. I never like, yeah, it was one of those movies that was on my list. Ooh. I even went back and looked at my list, and I crossed off most of them. There was a very few. I think there was two movies, and that was one of them that I didn't get to see that I wanted to this oh, year. Oh, so um, Yeah, so, so yeah, bad. I probably won't check it out unless it just ends up for free somewhere like Netflix or Amazon or somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's your number two? My number two, a uh, movie that Fro turned me on to, 2036 Origin Unknown. Mm-hmm. Uh, following a look, deadly... Be... Go ahead. Look, before you go into it, this is my number two as well. <laughs> okay, all right. I wonder if yeah. our number ones are the same as well, but we'll see. <laughs> following a deadly crash on Mars, Mackenzie Wilson launches, uh, launches a mission fine... Launches a mission, find out. Okay, they they messed up the sent the sentence on the description. Uh, following a deadly crash on Mars, Mackenzie Wilson launches a mission to find out what went wrong. But when her ship's artificial intelligence takes control, they discover a sinister object on the surface of the red planet. Wait a mm-hmm. second, she was in a spaceship in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I thought she was... <laughs> didn't she go outside and she was standing outside looking yeah. up at the... Sky? Okay. All right. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, directed by Hasraf Dolol. Does that sound about right, Fro? Yeah. Uh, starring Katie Sackoff, uh, Stephen Cree, and Julie Cox. Uh, 4.6 out of 10 on IMDb. I'm not seeing oh. a Rotten Tomatoes score on this one either. No, I didn't find that either. Okay. Yeah, no, uh, I remember what I told you uh, when when I saw this movie. I, I didn't tell you anything. I just said, this is one of the worst movies I've seen. Watch it. <laughs> and it <laughs> and was. <you> <laughs> yeah. 
Um, yeah, I mean, really, it's all uh, this. It's all set in one setting, and it's one mm. person. And even when she interacts with other people, it's like very brief. And yeah. there's one guy and then one lady who's not even ever in the room. She's on a TV screen. Um, and the special effects were really dumb, like cutaway, like the editing was really bad. Yeah, this was a horrible movie. I gave it a one. Yeah. Can I have, can I guess your number one? Uh, yeah, I guess so. Because that was my number two as well. So oh right, okay. I don't really I, have... I forgot. Yeah, right. Uh, I. I'm going to guess that your number one is uh, Wrinkle in Time. It's not, actually. That's on my honorable mentions. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, really? There was a worse movie this year. Okay. And it was called Battalion, bro. Oh, (laughs) this shit. (laughs) After a war against an enemy from another world breaks out in the South Pacific, a group of freshly recruited U.S. Marines are sent to the front lines. Mm-hmm. And it's called Battalion, and it's a battalion of about five people. <laughs> yeah. Because that's what the a battalion smallest, is. The smallest battalion in the fucking world. And it's written by an Australian about American soldiers, which is very weird. Yeah. Directed by Mal- Michael M- Miller, written by Michael Miller. Um, mm-hmm. w- but he used a surname, Fro, t- so that uh, when in the credits, he was called Mike Hooligan. So he didn't even want to put his real name on the on the uh, film. It was so bad, and I'm only seeing two point three out of ten on IMDb. I'm not seeing Rotten yeah. Tomatoes on this one, and I gave this one a, a a zero, a solid zero. I even think I gave it that originally, but this was there. Everything that could possibly be wrong with a film was wrong with this film. It was <laughs> it was the room with guns, is what it was. <laughs> It's definitely one of the worst movies. I have it as my honorable mentions. But my number one, I know that you haven't seen, Lurch. Okay. And it is Mortal Engine. Oh, yeah? Okay, of course I haven't seen that, yeah. (laughs) Yes. Hundreds of years after civilization was destroyed by a catalytic event, a mysterious woman, Hester Shaw, emerges... Uh, as only one can stop London, now a great predator city on wheels from devouring everything in its path. Feral, feridity driven by a memory of her mother, Hester joins forces with Tom, an outcast from London, along with Anna, a dangerous outlaw with the bounty on her head. Directed by Christian Rivers, a budget of 150 million. 6.4 on IMDb, a 28% on Rotten Tomatoes, a whopping 44% on Metacritic, and it has Robert Sheenan, Hera, Helmholtz-Dotter, Hugo Weaving, Stephen Lang, and Ronan Raftery in it, and it is the most fucking boring movie I've seen this year. I mean, when I start counting how many halls it is in the walls instead of focusing on the movie there is something there. <laughs> right i mean it, it, I, I i talked about how fucking atrocious this movie was last week so i i don't want to really go into it but it is boring 
two hours and nine minutes of pure torture they use in Avograd. I am 110% sure that this will be used as, as torture, because I would tell all my secrets if I, if I was forced to watch that again. And it was supposed to be like the new Hunger Games, right? It was supposed to be, yeah. you know, the next big trilogy. I don't big see a second thing. one coming, but... Nope. Okay, some less honorable mentions there, Luke. Uh, Cloverfield Paradox? Yeah, you have that as your worst. I had that as my best. We oh, really? Did not agree. I thought we both didn't like that movie at the time. No. I remember us not I, liking it. I... No, no, you you didn't like it. I I did. Okay, all right. Yeah, I have Cam on Netflix. Uh, when we first met, which is also I have Netflix. Mo- yeah, I have Mowgli: Legends of the Jungle. Sadly, yeah, I had that one. Um, Rampage, obviously. Sherlock Gnomes. Uh, The Outsider. Yeah, oh, that was an awful movie. Game Night. Uh, Ibiza, or Ibiza, as, yeah, it, as it's actually called, but in America, right. Yeah. That was a really bad movie. Awful. A Wrinkle in Time that I thought was going to be your number one. Let's see, where do I go from? Oh, Dark? <laughs> that was that was Dark. Uh, wasn't that Jim Carrey? No, Dark with a C. Oh. Yeah. I think it was a Netflix uh, movie as well. Yeah. Tomb Raider. Uh, Braven. With Jason Mimosa. <laughs> yeah. Gotti, I have. Uh, How It Ends. With Forrest Whitaker. That was really? a terrible movie. Really? Yes, we both hated that movie at the time. Go listen back and we Did both... It? I guarantee you, okay. you didn't like that when you watched it. Yeah. I didn't like that. Okay, I I, I seem to remember. I remember I you saying you hated the ending just as much as me because the ending is <laughs> makes no sense. Oh, okay, okay. Mission Impossible Fallout. Legacy of a White-tailed Deer Hunter. That was uh, that was a contender for my top five. That one. Wow. Okay. I don't have any more. Uh, the, the Hurricane Heist. I know you saw that one. Oh. Yes, but I have one that I see that I forgot. Uh, uh, the Predator. Oh, the Predator, right? Yeah. Uh, Black Panther. I had on my bat worst. Uh, the first Purge. Oh. Really? Yeah, I didn't like the first Purge. Oh. I thought it was. The, I remember saying it was the worst of all the Purge movies. Really? Yeah. Hmm. So it's gonna end up on my worst of the uh, the year, not the best of the year. Uh, I, I'm a little surprised by Black Panther as well. Uh, but we I hated about that. Remember when I reviewed it and I hated I know. it? Okay. I know. I know. What are those, bro? Um, the After Party was a horrible movie. Uh, let's see. Uh, mm-hmm. Gnome Alone, I didn't like. Gotti. I don't know oh. if you mentioned... Did you mention Gotti? Yeah. I, I said Gotti. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Siberia. Uh, incoming. Incoming was a really bad one, and the Assassin's Code. If you remember that one, the movie about <laughs> a, the Assassin's Code that had no code in it, right? Uh, yeah, and no assassins. <laughs> <Almost>. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> Almost those assassins. Yeah. Right. Singular assassin in the assassin's code, right? <laughs> yes. No assassins. <laughs> uh, but what did you think about this year in movies and TV? Well, I guess I'll start with movies since we're doing that right now. I mean, if, even if you just look at my list as far as the 69, probably 70 movies I've seen, there's at least mm. 10 more worst than there is best. So that just, as yeah. far as numbers go, it shows that I watched way more bad movies than I did good movies. And I go into a lot of movies just totally clean without seeing any trailer or anything like that, just not expecting anything. Um so overall, film-wise, I think it wasn't a great year. TV-wise, though, it was a great year. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree with you. Uh, film-wise, uh, not as good. Uh, TV-wise, really good. Uh, I think I think uh, if I look at the movies that uh, I have seen that was bad, I don't think they weigh up for the movies that I saw that I thought was good. So... It's like kind of uh, a wait, a waiting there, and I, I think, and I hope 2019 will be better. Hey, we did a movie bet. Uh, before we go into the movie the bet results, I, I just want to tell our listeners that we're not doing a new movie bet uh, for that simple reason that we will do a bet for the Royal Rumble as our movie bet uh, this uh, month. Right, and then just for January, I guess, and then for yes, February yes. we'll go back to doing the movie bet. Yeah, yeah. So we're, we're just doing wrestling uh, this uh, this uh, month. So that's why we're not picking new movies. But you picked Bumblebee. I picked Aquaman. How did it go? Right. Let's start with Bumblebee. Um, domestic, it did twenty one point six million. Uh, foreign, it did thirty one point one million. Uh, worldwide, uh, you know, together, 52.7 million. But this is what the oh. metric we go off of for our bet. The opening weekend, it did 21.6 million uh, domestic in, here in America. And then let's go over to Aquaman. Aquaman yeah. did seven, 72.7 million uh, domestic. Mm-hmm. 451 million <laughs> foreign. <laughs> Yeah. So, <laughs> wow. Whoa. <laughs> uh, 523.8 million worldwide with an opening uh-huh. weekend of 67.4 million giving Fro the win. <laughs> yes. And uh, that means that uh, I get to pick. And uh, I have um, saved a good one. Let's watch uh, the trailer for what were we going to watch for our main topic before. We talk about it because okay. I, I think it's it's I think it's something that should be looked upon before we talk about it. All right, I got the, I got this up. Vultures of horror. All right. Yes. This is the first time ready? I'm seeing this. So yep. Okay, robot. Yep, I'm ready. Yep. In in three, two, one, play. Whoa. The vultures of horror just got dangerous. Bringing her neighbor down. Why is everything moving so fast? The vultures of horror inside the box. Okay. You haven't seen anything yet. You just messed up with the queen. You are so damn disgusting. Get out of my house. It's so low budget. budget. We take him going down tonight. I failed. We are gonna find a way. <laughs> Looks like it was filmed in a this project. college dorm room. After all this money is meant for us. <laughs> Look, guys. 
The answer is no. N O no. Well, that's how you spell no. Washington DC films. Wait, what? Washington DC films? Yeah. Impossible. When next you see or hear of a girl that belongs to me, you will take to your head. Now is my time to strike. What the heck? Mm-hmm. What is this society turning into? This is the time. We live in a society. This is the beginning of the Yeah, so I am looking forward to this. That looks amazing. Uh, yeah. How yep. long is this movie? Like an hour and a half or something? No. One hour and 56 minutes and 56 oh. seconds. So standard two-hour movie. All right. I was assuming it yeah. was going to be short just by the, the look of it, but all right. Uh, mm -hmm. That's still standard. It's not. It's not. At least it's not a three-hour movie. At least it's not Master and Commander. Uh, the, that would be worse. The, the worst thing is, look, uh, I have to explain a little. So, you remember when I talked about god-awful movies, right? Mm-hmm. This is one of their movies. Um, I listened to them talk about this movie, and I was like, no, they're kidding. This movie doesn't exist. And I went on YouTube, and I was like, uh, because they talked that this movie was on YouTube, and it's a Nigerian Christian movie. Okay. So we're going to see a Nollywood movie that I have heard so much good things about. I have never seen it, and I can't wait to talk about it next week. Right, I've heard of Nigerian uh, action movies and how ridiculous they are, but I've never... This is, doesn't look quite like an action movie. It looks more like, like you said, like a religious, I don't know, weird movie. I guess we're just going to have to watch it. <laughs> so that's our main topic of next week. Vultures of Horror, part one. And uh, if you really like it, look, there is seven more movies. Oh, good. Okay. Well, I'm sure I'm going to just love this film. So, yeah. Okay, TV round. Have you watched anything Christmassy this week? Luke? Christmassy? I did watch something Christmassy. Did you watch something Christmassy as well? Yeah. A two-part Christmas special, maybe? Uh, of course. Of a show we really like called Timeless? Mm-hmm. I saw it did as well. You? Did you enjoy this film? Oh. Uh, Fro? I did. I did. I, I said, did you enjoy this film? Because we just did all those movies. Yeah. Uh, oops. <laughs> yeah. Oops. Uh, yeah, I really enjoyed this. It was very clear what happened here and why this exists to me, Fro, mm -hmm. is that they wrote themselves into a corner at the end of last season, and they were like, oh, yep. shit, how do we do a third season? We need to fix this. Yeah. <laughs> and so yeah. they were like, oh, we'll do a two-part Christmas special, and it'll just change everything up. It'll be canon, <laughs> and then when we go back into the next season, we won't, we won't be stuck in a corner. And it, I guess it worked. You know what? And it worked. I, it's like, it's... I wasn't mad at it at all. I was like, okay. It was just I, obvious, I, I, right? It was just obvious. It, it was yeah. really obvious, but but it it, it 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 worked and it was good. I liked it, and it was. I mean, as yeah. far as Christmas special, it was like they mentioned <laughs> they mentioned Christmas a few times. That was about they mentioned they mentioned Christmas. It was so Christmasly. Yeah, I think they mentioned it once. <laughs> but it did make me look forward to next season, which I'm assuming we're going to get sometime in the first three months of this next yeah. year, I'm assuming, maybe. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Cool. Um, 
I watched uh, what is going to be your new favorite show on Netflix, Border Security, America's Frontline. <laughs> oh, so it's about uh, the Canadian border. It is. Right. Um, it, uh, it's about the Chicago and also the Canadian and yeah. It is, uh, if you have seen one border security show, you have seen it all. But this is pretty, like, up there. I, I really liked it. Uh, I would rate this season uh, a 6 out of 10. One time I went into Canada, and they, it, whatever, random search or whatever they do, they pull your car to the side, and they just ripped our, like, suitcases apart, just threw clothes all over a car. They did not, like, put oh. anything back. It was just, like, everything was torn. It was like a bomb exploded inside the car when we came back. Anything else you watched? Oh, I saw a lot of TV this week. Uh, all finales. Uh, Survivor finale, season 37. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think about the winner there? Um, I wanted John Morrison to win, but... I mean, he got he out didn't. a while ago. He, he was like the second yes. on the jury, so he didn't really have a chance. But as far as people... He was. In the last, whatever... Uh, Three... I mean, yeah, or five maybe. I thought he was yeah. like my second pick in the top five. Yeah. Next to the yeah. nerdy, kind of annoying nerdy guy. One, yeah. But yeah. I thought, well, the re- he just played too hard, too quick, and so everybody yeah. knew he was a threat. The other guy was yeah. working with the nerdy guy, Nick, the guy who won. Yeah. And but he did just as much strategy and everything, so I thought he deserved it. I was just gonna be really mad if the one lady. Who ended up in the final would win Lady, because she was if the she worst. Won, I would be so fucking angry. Yeah, she was the awful. Uh, I watched two more episodes of Tidelands, and I'm sorry to say it. Look, guess what? Oh, uh, what? This is the worst show of the year. Um, <laughs> okay. It's uh, yeah. It's, I, I, I really, really want you to watch the, at least two episodes of this, uh, and tell me what you think about it. It is, um, like I said last year, time, it's like about, uh, uh, mermaids that suddenly have power of witches. Right. I saw uh, the poster of it, and it looks like the two people on the poster, on the Netflix poster, were just dipped in bronzer. Like, they made a pool of bronzer, and they just dipped the two people in it, like like a fish, like, connected by the tail. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's it's my my new favorite Tate show. Okay. That's for sure. Well, I mean... Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think it would have ended up on your top five if you had seen more episodes last week? Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's still it's hard I to say. Still, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I still don't think it would won, but uh, it it would be in. I think it would be maybe my number five. All right. Um. Uh, another finale. Uh. People just do nothing finale. Uh, season five yep. there, good ending, kind of setting up for another season still. So I'm sure, I'm, I'm pretty sure they're gonna have another season, but it's gonna be a little different. I'm assuming. Uh, and you see anything else? I uh, did 
uh, I made my dad and my mom watch This Is Us uh, from the beginning. So I have seen the first eight episodes of This Is Us again. Okay. And it's still moving. The, uh... And it's still one of of my favorite drama shows. Right, I'm not... I was never a fan, really, but uh, that's just me. I don't know, it's just a little standard... Uh... You don't have to like everything I do. Well, no, I'm just <laughs> saying, like, I remember watching a couple episodes and being, eh, yeah, I'm just saying it for other people. Um, yeah. Murphy Brown finale, and I'm pretty sure this is the actual finale this time. <laughs> uh, Are you sure? Are you 100% sure, Look, I'm pretty damn sure. I actually found out what happened and why I thought it. What happened, Fro, this show was going to be canceled. It, it was our, It was on the chopping block uh, of getting canceled because it was bad ratings, bad show, and, that, and it was going to end at 10 episodes. Then she got nominated for an Emmy, and they gave it three more episodes. Oh. <sighs> yep, that's what happened with Murphy Brown, by the way. It was going to get canceled, and then they gave her what I think is a pity Emmy, because I don't think she deserves an Emmy for this show. No. But, um, uh, yeah. Anything else from? I just have one other nope. finale. Jordy Shore finale, season 18. Uh, yeah, it's still going strong with the Jordy Shore. And then something new, uh-huh. kind of news-wise, Fro, that I think you'll be interested in. Happy uh, okay. season two, coming in March. Yeah. I know. Yep. Um, uh, it, it's going to have I'm the big really show. really looking forward to it. In it. Yeah, I know. White. I know. And it's also going to be... We talked about that. Oh, did we? We talked about that. Yes. I just found out about this. When did we uh, talk about this? I told Bill. Yeah, I was going to say. I Bill. I have uh, never... This is the first time I'm hearing about it, so... Uh, and oh, yeah. Weird Al is going to be a voice yeah. of one of the characters? Yeah. So, pretty excited there. It's, the thing is, I'm a little afraid that Big Show's involved, because that could mean WWE Studios is going to get involved. Yeah. Uh, so, that a little worrisome, but hopefully it's still going to maintain its craziness of last season. Uh, I just want to say to people that the first season of You is now on Netflix. So, oh, okay, cool. if you want to see that, yeah, you can see it now. There's a bunch of good stuff they've added to Netflix recently as far as new shows from this year. Yeah. Oh, Corner yeah. Gas. You, have you ever seen... You've seen Corner Gas, bro, right? Canadian yes, show? They course. added the first season of that to Amazon Prime actually just recently. Even though it's an old show, they just recently got added. One of my favorite shows ever. I think it's one of the top-rated yeah, you, you, Canadian shows ever. You gave me that show uh, and made it one of my favorite shows. Don't you remember that? I remember you telling you to it. watch it. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. And it's it's one of my favorite uh, old shows. Yeah, it's very quaint and ca- Canadian, dry humor. Yeah. But it's fun, yeah. And now, the trailer for Aquaman. Under the sea. That Under looked like a scene from uh, How to Talk to Girls at Parties, actually. That very it first shot. The power of the Darling, it's better. If Sebastian comes and sing that song in Aquaman, I will be so happy. Father Volko gave me my first woman lesson. She looks like Ariel, that's for sure. Not even close. Wait, why? With her red hair. Okay, so this is a different universe than Spider-Man, clearly. Yeah. Okay. Because I was like, why is Green Lantern? Aquaman is DC. Look. Yeah. Spider-Man is uh, Marvel. Sure, okay. 
I care about comic books. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Let me tell you this. Aquaman will never be in uh, Avengers. <laughs> He's in Justice League. Well, at least until Disney buys them both. And then... But is it me, or this movie is either extremely good, or it is one of the most stupid movies ever? So far, this looks really dumb. From what I'm looking at here, it looks really stupid. <laughs> I'm going to say something really controversial. There's never been a good DC movie yet, so... Is, are they underwater right here? Yeah. Okay, that... Hmm. Yeah, I know. And then they're top of the way. I, I, I can't wait to see this mess in cinema in 3D. It has to have been re-edited over and over again, because I could have sworn this was supposed to come out in the middle of the year. Really? I could have sworn. Okay. She looks like Ariel. It's not even funny, now I said it. With the red hair and uh, I guess, yeah, I didn't really think about it. But yeah, she does. Is that a fucking big crab? That's what it looked like to me, yes. Gigantic crab. Godzilla oh. comes out and helps Aquaman defeat the giant crab. <laughs> Come so, on! Uh... <laughs> Look, what is this Oscar-nominated movie all about? Right, Aquaman. Well, clearly Aquaman is about uh, fish. Fish people. Fish people. Mm -hmm. Um, once, once home to the most advanced civilization on Earth, the city... <laughs> did you just get the reference from... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> once home from the most advanced civilization on Earth, the city of, of Atlantis is now an underwater kingdom ruled by, a power hung, uh, by the power-hungry King Orm. With the vast army at his disposal, Orm plans to conquer the remaining oceanic people and then the surface of the world. Uh, 7.1 out of 10 on IMDb, 64% on Rotten Tomatoes, 55% on Metacritic. Uh, mm -hmm. Did really well in the theaters, like we just said. Jason Momoa, Amy uh, Heard, and Patrick Wilson, as, as well as more. On Come on, call, call, call him what you really wanted to call him. How, Jason Mimosa? I didn't. E I yeah. just was reading, and sometimes when I read, I just <laughs> read what I'm reading. Yeah. Oh. He, he would probably be fun at brunch. That's why I call him Jason Mimosa. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah, I I know I'm going to take a lot a lot a lot of flack saying there hasn't been a good DC movie yet, but. Uh, in the modern time. I mean, the old, old Superman and things like that, I liked. Uh, so... What, like the 80s version? A... Yeah. Okay. And it, well, it's hard to, like, sometimes the old version now is like, who knows what that means anymore, you know? Right. But uh, guess what, look. Uh, what? I found some uh, really good reviews about this on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, for example, uh, from Raja R that gave it two stars and said, 
this was a terrible movie. Outside of the very CGI, uh, very good CGI, of which seemed the whole movie, it is the dumbest and non-original of all stories. Mimosa uh, does a good job, uh, but uh, what a mess uh, the rest of this is. Way too many aspects of stories were not interesting, and just balabur uh, for the two and a half hours. It was really a waste of time, and considering leaving the movie a couple of times, DC should simply let Petty Jenkins do every DC movie going on forwards. Oh, that's right. I like that movie. Uh, I was really looking forward to this movie, given Mimosa uh, and his defining this aspect character. But this made things worse. Too bad. So that that isn't really true. I I, I, I actually liked uh, Wonder Woman or, yeah. I like that. Oh, okay. I, I forgot about that. So the your previous statement you retract is what you're saying? <laughs> that there hasn't been one good single one? Right. good. Yeah, there's one. Yeah. Okay. Wonder Woman 2017. I I liked. All right. I never I never saw it either. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to the Facebook as usual. Um. Let's do a good one first. Uh, Rancy Holmes says, I like this movie. DC comic Aquaman was my favorite. Jason Moe was a great pick for Aquaman. A good trailer at the end of the credits for the next picture. As normal, I guess. And then let's do a bad one. Uh, Ed Green says, Definitely surprised at how many corny... How corny a lot of this movie ended up being. Jason Momoa is a, still a great pick, but this was really all over the place. Not a DC hater in the slightest, but when the villains look like they're straight out of Power Rangers, it's tough to get into it. Mm-hmm. Some other movies coming out this week. Bumblebee. Uh, I don't know if you heard about this movie, Luke. On the run in the year 1987, Bumblebee and Autobot seeks referee in junkyard in small California beach. Charlotte on the brink of turning 18 years old and trying to find her place soon discovers the battle-scarred broken Bumblebee. When Charlie receives him, she quickly learns this is no ordinary yellow Volkswagen. It has a 93 on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, 7.4 out of 10 on IMDb, and a 3 out of 5 from our friends of Common Sense Media. It has Haley Steinfeld, uh, John Cena, yeah, Peter Cullen. Whoa, you mentioned and... John Cena. <laughs> yeah. Da, 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 da. I, I can understand that you can pick like John Cena. Because he can't see him. <laughs> Alright, next one. I'm going to go with Thou... Sh- or They Shall Grow... They Shall Not Grow Old. Wow, I really messed that movie up. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, it, using state-of-the-art technology and, imper- uh, and materials from BBC and Imperial War Museum, filmmaker Peter Jackson allows the story of World War One to be told by the men who were there. Uh, life on the front is explored through the voices of the soldiers who discuss their feelings about the conflict, the food they ate, the friends they made, and their future dreams. 
Okay. Uh, okay. 8.6 out of 10 on IMDb, 97% on Rotten Tomatoes, 92% on Metacritic, directed by Peter Jackson, actually. Yeah. Uh, really good scores. Uh, and it's not, I mean, it's, uh, it sounds like a documentary, so it's not really starring yeah. anybody. Yeah. Then we have Mary Poppins Returns. Jesus. I know, he's going off. Your, your, your children really likes movies. Uh, now an adult with three children, bank teller Michael Banks learns his house is uh, repossessed in five days unless he can pay back a loan. His only fi- uh, hope is to find a, a certificate that shows the, uh, the proof of the value of uh, valuable shares that his father left him years ago. Just as all seems lost, Michael and his sister receives uh, a surprise of a lifetime when Mary Poppins, the beloved nanny from their childhood, arrives to save the day and take the Banks family on a magical, fun-filled adventure. Directed by Rob Marshall, 7.2 4 out of 10 on IMDb, 77% on Rotten Tomatoes, 4.5 out of 10 on Facebook, and it has Emily Blunt, Dick Van Dyke, Lynn Miranda, uh, Lynn Manuel Miranda, and Angela Lansbury in it, and Meryl Streep. All right. I'm going to go with Welcome to Marwin. Lots of movies coming out, coming out this week, by the way. Mm-hmm. Welcome to Marwin. Uh, when a devastating attack shatters Mark Hogan camp, uh, played by Steve Carell, and wipes away all memories, no one expected him to recover. Putting together pieces from his old and new life, Mark meticulously creates a wondrous town where he can heal and be heroic. As he builds an astonishing art installation, a testament to the most powerful woman he knows through his fantasy world he draws strength from he draws strength to triumph in the real one right okay um 26% on rotten tomatoes uh 5 5 out of 10 on imdb 40% on metacritic uh like i said it's got steve carroll uh isa Gom- oh, gonzalez Janelle janelle monet um Directed by Robert Zemeckis. And I heard this movie just totally flopped. Wow. Uh, another movie this week is Second Act uh, with uh, J-Lo in it. Uh, well, not the sequel to Sister to... Act, right? This is not the third Sister <laughs> Act movie. First Act, Second Act, Sister Act. You're right. <laughs> Yeah, value shop assistant manager Maya Vargas wants only one thing for her bur- for the third uh, birthday: a promotion. While her resume may not scream upper management, her track record certainly does. Vargas is an innovator who listens to a customer and delivers results. This sounds like the most chick flick of all chick flicks. Uh, Vergas, uh, when she loses the job of her college-educated candidate, Maya sets out to prove to Madison Avenue that street smarts are available as book smarts, and never too late for a second act. This is directed by uh, Peter Segal, uh, the the brother of Steven Segal, I hope. 
uh, and has J-Lo in it, uh, Milo Ventimanalelji, that is in uh, uh, This Is Us, by the way, Vanessa Hudgens, and Leah Remney is in it. Oh, okay. It, it has gotten a 5.8 on IMDb, a 42% on Rotten Tomatoes, and a 49% on Metacritic. All right, and then the last one, Zero. It looks like an uh, Indian movie. Uh, short in stature but big on love, a bachelor meets two very different women who broaden his hori- horizons and help him find purpose in life. Uh, 40% on Rotten Tomatoes, 6.4 out of 10 on IMDb. Directed by Anand, Anand L. Ray, uh, starring Shah Rukh Khan and Katrina Kaif. Uh, and this was not in very many theaters, but enough that I thought it was worth mentioning. So, as I ask you every week, which movie would you see? Hmm. I'm going to go Mary Poppins. Okay. Yeah, what about you? I'm going I'm going to surprise you and say they shall not grow old. I what? love documentaries. Sure, all right. It just seems like kind of a boring documentary to me, like World War 1 and yeah. everything, I don't know. But that I mean, some people are more interested in that whole uh topic than I am. So if you're more interested in that, then I can totally understand it. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, do you have anything you want to plug, my friend? Uh, just, just do the Audible trial, audibletrial.com forward slash another digital citizen. Go get a free trial for 30 days and a free book. Mm-hmm. And yep. uh, they are now running a where you can have some uh, one, uh, two books for the price of one uh, just now. So uh, you should check that out. Maybe you can get... What, two books instead of one? Uh, maybe. I have no idea. Yeah. Um, also, check out uh, that wrestling show. We are on the break right now, but uh, we're coming up strong. It's soon it's time for the show in the to- Tokyo Dome. So we'll cover that as our first show of the year. Uh... How are things wrestling-wise with you? Uh, Wrestling-wise? What do you mean? What am I watching right now? I mean, yeah. Uh, Just, I've been watching TNA kind of sporadically when I get around to it, so I've missed a week or two here or there, but there's some good wrestling on there, and there's a few guys, like, two guys on there that have been in WCWC. Uh, The one Asian guy that I told you about with the mask, what's his name? Right. Uh, he just got on there recently, and he's very funny, yes. very funny character and everything. And he was entertaining at WCWC. So, uh, and then Killer Croc obviously was on was there yeah. as well. So yeah, those two guys. It's good to see them. You know, uh, um, you know, in one of the bigger federations, I guess it's not the big federation, but I'm really looking forward to coming home. Their pay pay per view uh, in January. I think it's January 16th or some, something like that. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, I'm really looking forward to their pay-per-view. It's definitely the pay-per-view I'm looking most forward to this month. <laughs> it, it, it really isn't. But it really isn't. I, I'm, 
but yeah, I'm looking forward to the new Japan show. I always do it. The, the G1 Summit, as I call it. Uh, then we have this Tokyo uh, Tokyo Dome show. It's uh, always a good show to watch wrestling. A lot of wrestling in the next month, yeah. It's true. Yeah, it is. Um, anything else that we forgot? Should we ask Google to tell us another joke, maybe? Oh, last week when we were finishing the TV round, I said something about Castle Rock being in my worst shows. But I, I was yeah. thinking of Mindhunter, and I was talking about Castle Rock. Okay. Right, so I, I mixed that up in my head. I thought I should mention. Mm. Other than that, nothing super interesting this week. I mean, it was just Christmas, so, you know, Christmassy. Hey, Google, uh, sing me a song. Very long. <laughs> there we go. That's a good song. Right on. Yeah. Uh, coming up next week, news of the week. We will do episode seven and eight, the two last episodes of 1983. We will do another digital review of Wise, and me and Luke will torture ourselves to see Vultures of Horror. A fantastic Nigerian film from 1917 and uh, 2017. Sorry, and um, I will leave a link in uh, the um, in the Facebook Facebook group. There you go. Yes, because this is actually on on uh, YouTube for free. So if you want, you can watch this. Um, Amazing movie? <laughs> and follow along, right, when we cover it next week. Yeah. Uh, Nollywood. I have never ever seen a Nigerian movie before. Uh, I've seen clips of, like I said, the the action films they do, but I've never seen a whole one. So, yeah. I've never seen a movie. No, a yeah, movie. me neither. So this should be interesting. Uh, uh, it should be an interesting little discussion, yeah. Uh, interesting, especially when it's religious and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anything else that we forgot to cover? No, I think we're good. Uh, yeah, I'm good this week. Okay. All right. From uh, the Google headquarters from Norway and from United States, goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, citizen. 